and welcome to this week's edition of the Divine Feminine Leaders podcast. Divine Feminine Leaders podcast is a feminine view of entrepreneurship for women by women. And I'm so excited. Well, I should probably say my name is Celeste Hartwell. Um, I'm really excited for this podcast because to me, it's a showcase of women who are doing their soul's calling in alignment with their purpose. And, and what I mean by that is that they're really in integrity with their message. They believe in it fully. They're super passionate, incredibly intelligent. And this week, I am super excited to introduce you to Becca Kuntz. Becca, as a self-love and body, as a self-embody love expert, Becca is passionate about helping people reconnect, communicate, and fall in love with their bodies. With years of teaching and self-shaming, hating experience, Becca is an expert at identifying unloving patterns, facilitating safe space to question them, and guiding you to transform them into total liberation. Becca knows firsthand the tenderness and shame that comes with feeling trapped in your body, and also knows what's waiting for you on the other side. There is so much love here for you. Are you ready to love your whole self? Are you ready to be ready to love your whole self? Oh my God, I love that. And I just want to say a personal note, like I met Becca through some different programs that we were a part of and she's a Midwest girl. So that's close to my heart because I, I grew up in the Midwest as well. And so Becca, welcome. I'm so honored and excited to have you here with me. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited. I like my whole body just feels like ready to go. So I'm excited to have you. Thanks for that. Yeah, thank you. So I don't know. Yoga is coming up for me. Like I watch your journey on social media and how brave you are with posting and and I don't even feel like it is brave right but I know that some people do feel like it's brave for you to showcase your body on social media in yoga pants doing yoga moves so talk to me a little bit about how you found yoga like what inspired you to do the photos and all of that oh oh man um so First of all, yoga, I think, uh, has gotten a little bit away from what it actually is. So for me, I was practicing yoga this morning and say, uh, we're t- like mic drop kind of thing. Like whenever I practice yoga, whatever that is, it feels like I'm praying with my body. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it's really just an opportunity for me to be with my body and be with my breath and see what happens. Uh, So I just want to like first name that. And I started learning those practices of like how to drop into your body and how to move with your body and pranayama and the power of the breath at a very young age. Like I was uh, seven, eight, nine through high school going to meditation courses and learning sense salutations and the whole bit. And so I didn't realize the power of that until later. Um, I got away from all of those practices in college and grad school and into my early career because it was like the weird thing that my hippie mom did. Um, And really throughout that entire time, like all of my life. Um, also I had hated my body and completely disconnected from it. Like it was this, we were on totally different (laughs) wavelengths. Like I did not get the message, any message. Like when I was eating, I didn't get the message that I was full. When I was in pain, I didn't get the message until it was screaming. Like I had no message communication with my body until it was like, I had no other choice to listen. Um, It was screaming at me and I couldn't hear it. Uh, So one of the ways that it was yelling at me was that I had, I had low back pain. Um, That was like, in addition to all of my body shame and uh, being obsessed with dieting and working out like all of the rigmarole that that is. Um, 
and I, it was like really painful. Like I couldn't stand for very long. It was like impacting my quality of life. And so all of the doctors, all the chiropractors were like, well, if you've taken some weight off, like that would really help your rack. That was the only <laughs> prescription that I could get. And it's like, uh, it, it was just like infuriating to me. And so I can't, I don't remember why I initially like thought of yoga to support my back, but I was definitely not about to go into yoga class, like hard pass <laughs> within that with this body. Absolutely not. Um, and I just started doing like yoga for bedtime, like very, uh, long, almost like restorative, long held poses to just stretch. Like it was really just a stretch for my hamstrings, a stretch for my psoas muscles, like all of just stretching. And pretty immediately, like both the practices from a young age came back. Like I was very intuitive to just like, yeah, I'm going to move with my breath and drop in and let this do its thing. But my back pain like essentially went away and I was like, okay, I could feel that my physical body was like hooked on yoga like and really again that's just like the practice of being in your body being with your breath like that whole deal um and so I start I wanted to make it a more routine practice I was teaching math at the time didn't have a ton of extra time but wanted to make that like you know a routine so I saw this like 30 day of yoga little playlist thing on YouTube and I was was with a teacher that I had really enjoyed. And I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, let's do it. I'm good at like committing to things. Let's do it. So day one, I'm in child's pose. So I'm almost in this like prayer position coming back to what I uh, said today. And the instructor was just like, why are you here? Like, what is your reason? And by that point I had given up on diets. I dieted from, seven to 26, 27, almost 20 years. It was an infuriating process. <laughs> I don't recommend dieting. Um, and it was the first time really ever in my life that I had full autonomy, full power over what I was going to eat and do with my body. And I was like, I remember staying on my last diet, uh, right around, I started, it was like all synchronicity, like yoga came into my life around that same time. And I said like, okay, if this doesn't work, meaning if this diet doesn't make me lose the weight that I'm destined to lose, <laughs> then I'm just going to be, I'm just meant to be fat. Like I'm just going to be in this fat body. I'm just going to see if I can be okay with that. And so, uh, when I'm in this pose and she asks like, what's your why? Like I just start sobbing, like, I just want to love myself. Like that's it. That's all I ever want. And so, I sort of made that decision. Like you hear a lot, like I made a fucking decision. I don't know if I can curse on the show, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> cool. So when I get riled up, I say that a lot. Um, it was really like the first point in my life that I was like, I'm not fucking tolerating, tolerating this bullshit anymore. I'm not tolerating myself talk. I'm not, fe I'm not tolerating feeling like this in my body anymore. Um, and through that practice, really like yoga, you cannot hide from yourself when you are just focused on your breath and your body. Like that's, there is no, uh, like you're, you're there. There is no hiding There's from no you. distraction. None, yeah. none. It's like, and so it was very confronting for sure. Like, and I'm seeing how it didn't have to be as confronting as it was for me, but I just continued, like, I kind of, I kind of think about, like, my whole life up until that point was staked on fixing my body in some way, changing my body in some way, so that then I could yada, 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 whatever it is. Right. Um, like, it felt like life or death, like, committed every moment was staked on that, and this was the first time that I was, like, staking my life on something else, and what I found was like nothing in my body had to change in order for me to connect to that feeling, which is like, it, like I had this kind of like brain break for a second because right. I was, 
so sure that my body had to be different, that I had to be different in order for me to experience feeling comfortable in my body or feeling uh, sexy in my body or feeling confident or feeling powerful or any of that. Mm. Um, like I wasn't ever allowed to experience that because I was in the body that I was in. So when I kind of had that realization of like the power of uh, really this work, like reconnecting with the body, reconnecting with the breath and then letting that heal essentially, I <laughs> was like, oh shit, like this is what I'm supposed to teach. Um, like I know the practice of teaching, I'm trained in that. Uh, loved that career, but math was not my content. Like this is my content. So when I realized that I was like, well, yeah, okay, I gotta go do that. <laughs> like everything in my life is leading me up to do this work. So, okay, like I'll do it. Um, so I left my job and now that's the work that I do with clients is I help them reconnect to their body, move through the subconscious in that way, um, and do some really radical transformational healing on their relationship with their body and themselves. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for explaining all of that. I didn't, I had no idea that the yoga actually <laughs> brought it up. So clearly that was, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's incredible. How powerful. So I'm curious, like, do you have some fun uh, transformational stories of like clients, like where they started and like where they are now that you can share with us to just kind of, I don't know, like, I'm so excited. Like, I know it's really powerful for you and like how it's shifted and changed your life and the way you view yourself, which once we change the way we view ourselves, the whole world responds differently to us. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. curious, like, what amazing things have happened for your clients? Yeah. That's actually, like, such an added bonus. Uh, to, like, I love being in it and, and doing that work with people. But an added bonus is seeing them, like, post this work and just going about their lives in a beautiful, beautiful way. Um, so I, you know, this is really a holistic practice. Yoga is, yes, there's physical, but there's also mental and emotional. So it's so, what I see from clients is like one tiny realization, one tiny um, connection point will shift like everywhere and that's I love my training as a math teacher because pattern seeking is so fun for me like how one thing shows up shows up everywhere that way and so um you know I see people uh it all ties kind of back to this like bucket of self-worth really is what we're talking about like everybody wants to talk about self-care and then their self-love but really it's like your value as a human um and so you know, I had one client who wouldn't allow like her mess to be seen. It was like so shameful. It was so shameful. And she's posting it on Instagram. She's like, you know, letting people come into the house, like small things. That same client, when she started working with me, was drinking zero fluid ounces of water a day. And that's like no judgment. I'm not like, that's not bad if you're doing that, but it's like, the body is 70 something percent water. Like it probably wants some water. <laughs> What's going on? And through our work together, she's, you know, we're sitting there and one of our last sessions together, she's got her big water bottle, just chugging it down, you know, hanging out, like just like, I, I there's so many ways in which that shifts for people. Um, and, but what I love most is seeing their ability to, find their answers within in themselves. Like all of the information that you could ever fucking need in my opinion is in the body. Like, so like watching people struggle and then like, where is that clarity where, and that's kind of that when I say reconnect with the body, it's like open up that communication channel more. And so really just seeing people, uh, free to do that is really, really beautiful. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I just had an aha moment myself. Like it's all in the body. Like just take a breath yep. and like move and let it go. 
So tell us a little bit like how does your yoga self-care, I mean, self-care does factor into all of this work. Um, I'm, I've never heard anyone say it like that, that self-worth is actually at the bottom of that. It actually is the foundation. It feels like is what you were saying. Yeah. Um, But, but it feels very true to me. And, but tell us about your self-care practices. Like how do you keep yourself so grounded and I hate the word motivated, but inspired to like continue with your work and to continue, you know, doing all of those things. Yeah. Um, One of like, like a little teaching uh, that I like to think about is like, I would draw a Punnett square, like little table. Jesse Johnson taught me that. Um, just a little table. And so there's like self-care or loving, not loving mm-hmm. on two, like on two headers and then doing it, not doing it on the other two headers. And all of those boxes are options. And so sometimes my self-love practice, like the actions in which I take to love on myself, uh, AKA self-care, um, it varies by the day. This morning I got up and I just took it really slow. I got up early, uh, went and did some yoga slash moving with my body, listened to some Abraham Hicks, uh, journaled, uh, I had to go to the DMV today. So I went out on the trail and I did a little like jog walk situation. Um, Made like a really like yummy, exactly what I wanted to eat for breakfast kind of deal. Um, Went to the library, like all of those things. Some days are really loving to me and really nurturing to me. And some days uh, I wake up and my body's like, I need some fucking sleep. Can I have another two hours of sleep, please? And so then that's my self-love and self-care practice. And so that's kind of goes back to that doing it and not doing it. That can be for anything. The dishes, taking out the trash, mm-hmm. uh, getting your hair done, like any of that. And so for me, it's more, I focus on like, what is my intention here? What's my attitude? And for a long time, like through dieting, through exercise, through yoga, through all of that, it was self-care, but it was actually like (laughs) the whole time, the whole time it was coming from this place of like, I'm wrong. I need to be fixed. Something needs to be different. Do it right. I'm wrong. Like it was just so not at all that. And so really that's kind of my every day. It's like, how can I fall more in love with myself? What do I want? How can I nurture myself? Um, what is enjoyable and pleasurable to me? And I say no, and I say yes. And sort of unapologetically, like knowing that, um, and trusting that, you know, if I don't make time to see this person or if this doesn't get done, like that's in service to both me and everyone else. So I would say for that, like, focus on really what's your intention. Is it to fix something of you or is it out of really nurturing, respect, kindness of you? Um, It can look very different. Thank you for that because intention is really important there. And even when you're talking about like when you were in the dieting thing, like I just imagined, yeah, you were doing the self-care activities, quote unquote, but you were still like using them almost like as a whipping stick, right? Yeah, exactly that. Um, I now have found that I love salads. I love greens. I love green smoothies. I love the way that makes me feel. Give me a salad in the dieting era and I am just grumpy. I'm pissed off. I am so angry. And so that's kind of similar to that loving, not loving. Uh, the same thing can look two very different ways. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like, do whatever you want eat whatever you want. <laughs> Have fun. Enjoy it. Like, <laughs> and be okay with it. Don't judge it. Don't, don't beat yourself up for it. Right. Like yeah. even the people who are like, well, I'm going for a run. Like that's self care. It's like, but are you hating the run while you're doing it? Or are you feeling invigorated and, and really healthy in your body and, you know, proud of yourself? Like, yeah. And that's, I mean, really for me, it's about 
detaching your worth to any external, anything external, anyone, anything. And so like, I'm not better because I had a smoothie and salad today. <laughs> and I like, when I'm like, that's not at all. It doesn't matter. Um, and I'm not less than if I don't, that's like the, like, if it goes one way, it also goes the other way. Um, and so when you detach it and just decide like, no, I'm fucking worthy. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter. And that again goes for everything, your bank account, your relationships, your career, your ability, any of that, like just cut the cord as much as you can. Um, and that's where I kind of come in of help, like helping people return to that. Um, in any condition, really. I love that. Yeah. I mean, what's coming up for me is like, yeah, Abraham Hicks, like there are no conditions. There's no conditions for your worthiness, for your unconditional love. Like, like this whole concept, I'm not sure how you grew up, but I grew up in the church, which was like very fire and brimstone. You're not worthy. You're, I mean, you're kind of a piece of shit just because, you know, you're a sinner as soon as you're born, right? Like having done nothing wrong, but you're, don't forget. (laughs) Right, right, right. And, and, and it's so wounding. Like it's so wounding to our self-image, to our self-worth. Um, and then even the people that, that, that I know that ha- didn't grow up in that mentality, it's, it's in our culture, right? Like it's just in, in the United States culture in a lot of ways and feeling like, well, I have to prove my worthiness. Um, and it's a lot. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's, uh, I'm just going to shout this book out because I take any second to, can the body is not an apology by Sonia Nay Taylor highly, highly recommend it. But she explains this beautifully of like, if we all just knew our self-worth, if we didn't have to oppress people and we didn't have to domineer over people, <laughs> like every single ism goes away, every single ism. And so it's like all of these global, deep, systemic issues are founded upon this hierarchy of humans. Like, (laughs) you know, like you have to go down here to make me up here. And yeah, so that's kind of like where I, my mission comes in is like reminding people of that innate self-worth, that unconditional self-worth. She talks about, um, she says like evangelizing radical self-love as a transformative foundation of how we make peace with our bodies, make peace with the bodies of others, and ultimately change the world is my highest calling. I'm like, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Because it goes back to this, like, we're the only ones who are in our head 24-7. And if we're allowing others to dictate what those thoughts are, what those beliefs are, instead of really just knowing that anything that doesn't feel good in your mind is bullshit. (laughs) Like it's not the truth. And anything that does feel good in your body is the truth. Do you agree with that? I think like one thing I've been really on this kick of like thoughts are really feels like Abraham Hicks talks about this is like a thought will there will be a sensation on the body and so it's really like do you feel good do you feel good in your body like when you said that sometimes i think about like when you take yourself to your edge it does not feel good in your body but that is um my belief the subconscious like you know the subconscious i think is stored in the body and so uh and its whole role you know like i'm sure you know this is to protect you And so the body is going to go through that. Like any growth edge where you're like wanting to puke or like, oh, fuck, I can't do that one. Like the body is having a reaction because the subconscious is triggered. So I think as I talk that out, I think I do agree with that. Like that's not the truth. That's fear. That's this tiny kid part in me that is trying to protect me. And that's like, 
I do a lot of this work with my clients of like layering in self-love even on that piece. Right. Because that piece is like a kid, you know, like the subconscious is developed before seven. So it's like (laughs) at max seven years old. So it's like, you can be really sweet with it and layer in the love and compassion. And, uh, I'm still ultimately worthy even with this piece. Um, Yeah. Yeah. This is super timely because I, two days ago, oh my God, how did it even begin? I just, I had a day where, and I knew it. It was like my four-year-old self. She was sad. I saw something in a dream that made me see a pattern in myself. And I went, oh shit that's a pattern that's like holding me back in a lot of places in my life, like deeper intimacy and more success and like all these different things. And I saw it and I, and then I saw how young it was and I literally had to just put my robe on and lay on the floor and sob and love myself through that and say, it's okay. I Mm -hmm. see you. You're scared as fuck. I get it. Like, this is scary stuff, but I'm here to let you know that my 42 year old self is like taking care of you now and it's okay. That reminded me of a, not too long ago, I had this similar nugget come up around shame. Um, I'd kind of realized like the shame around my body when I started my business leached onto shame around money. And I started having like, it was this deep, like deep, deep, deep. And I kind of realized like, oh, I've been, I've been sneakily feeling shame, not about my body, but about something else. And so I kind of just unraveled that nugget and I was in a yoga class in like this restorative yummy class. And the instructor was just said like, you know, you can exhale anything that isn't serving you anymore that needs to head out. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, shame can go outside. Like, so I kind of just, just imagined like placing shame outside the door. And immediately I felt in my body, like, go get her, go get her. She's too young to stay outside. Like that's, that's not an age appropriate thing to have her outside. So I was like, okay, like shame's got to come and do this practice with me. So I, you know, plopped her in my lap, quote unquote, and like, did that practice with her. And it's the same thing of like, there, there are a lot of these, um, like positive vibe only peeps. So like the immediate, the ego is not your amigo and like, like demonizing and shunning the ego. I've actually never heard the ego is not your amigo. So that was, sorry. That was very funny. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it is, it's trying to keep like this sweet little, like 10 month old kid. Right. Um, is trying to protect me. That's the only way that she knows how to navigate the world is to feel shame. And so that, uh, that was like a very tender, like realization. Oh shit. I have been feeling shame for, since I was a toddler. Like that's, you know, and that, that speaks a lot to our society. It speaks a lot of, you know, the reason why is from ancestral bullshit, you know? Um, but it's like, being mad at those pieces of you or like not letting them in or not being yet like nope bye just shutting them out without bringing them forward um doesn't make them go away (laughs) like you know that there's just little tiny piece in us that just wants to be loved on in a way that we weren't given before and so that's where then this like whole fucking love like when I say whole love I mean like all of the parts every single one of the parts love on those two, like unconditionally radically as best as you know how, um, love on yourself in all forms, even when you're in a puddle on the floor, vibe <laughs> in the love, vibe in the love. So. And I did. And then I will tell you, like, I started, like my whole body started vibrating. Like I was just like, and I couldn't even get back into where I had been before. Like I couldn't even find the sadness and the sorrow and the pain, right? Like, because I just allowed it to move through. And so, you know, like, 
I think that's the thing that our culture doesn't, I love having this conversation with you, by the way, I'm just reflecting that because it just came up for me. Cause I'm like, I can't often like really go this deep, like about the emotions yeah. and how valid it is to yeah. see them and work through yeah. them. Yes. Like I know in my experience, like it was wrong to be angry. It was mm -hmm. not okay. Mm -hmm. And so for years, mm -hmm. like, it just came out in other ways. Like, let's be really honest. I was kind of a bitch. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I wasn't kind to other people because I wasn't being kind to myself because I couldn't really have those unacceptable feelings. Mm -hmm. And that's, I was just having this conversation. A friend of mine, a dear, dear friend of mine, an amazing woman, her name's Vanessa Alfaro. If you want to work through anger or learn how to have a different conversation, she is your girl. So what name again? Vanessa Alfaro. Okay. Um, she's the empowered communicator. Amazing. Amazing. But we were uh, catching up this morning and she said like letting yourself feel all of your emotions is such an act of self-love. Like it's essentially speaking your truth. It's like, no, I'm fucking angry right now. Just today. I was like, I had my sweet morning and then I'm walking out to go take out the trash and head to the library and my entire iced coffee knocks over and I was livid like so I just like threw shit down I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna accept this emotion right now I'm fucking pissed I loaded all my shit up like no I'm angry and so I screamed in my pillow banged on the bed and then I was like you know what okay fuck it <laughs> cleaned it up headed out my way but like there are there's no space for that in our society. It works in schools and anger is something that is not at all acceptable um, anywhere, like anywhere. And it is felt. And there are a lot of people who are, I mean, I think everyone's angry, but for good reason, like, you know, we got some good reasons to be angry and, um, or sad or scared or frustrated or overwhelmed or whatever, anxious, depressed, who cares? Like, that's part of the human experience and by making them wrong or judging them is like, that's not helpful. It's shaming uh, them. It's just creating yeah. another like emotion yeah. that's like needs to be dealt with at some other time. Yeah. I remember when I was um, doing this work around my body and like kind of really in the meat of it. Um, I just got done with the yoga practice and I was doing yoga in, you know, leggings and a, top like a sports bra I'm sitting and I'm seeing like my massive stomach like roll up and like I just and I started feeling shame about it and then and then I started feeling shame because I was feeling shame like I was like I'm a year into this like I've been I decided this a year ago and I still fucking look at my belly like this like I'm supposed to be done with this what the and so then I'm like using the fact that I'm feeling shame as a motivator to feel more shame and so it's it's just like you'll get caught in that spiral and it is detrimental like to think that we have to be happy all the fucking time yeah fucking right yeah right like I'm a human I'm gonna have all of the all of the emotions um so giving yourself permission to express those is I think um like Vanessa said like a massive massive showing of self-love of self-trust yeah so and and I, I, I love the word, I love the fact that you just said trust, because I think then when you start to do this work, you start to build up more trust with yourself about like, no, it is safe for my body to feel all of its feelings. It is safe for me to express what's coming up and taking back my power a little bit is how it feels. Well, a lot, really. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's kind of my, for the first couple of years of, uh, after leaving my job, I, I had all the feels about that. <laughs> Still do sometimes, you know, like, what? Um, so for, and this is now my practice still is to like, even in the days where I'm on a puddle on the floor, even on the days where I hit this news 19 times and feel unmotivated and like, whatever it is, even on those days, um, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm not going to feel wrong about this. I'm, I'm still going to love on myself here. And I'm going to ask myself, like, what's up? <laughs> hey, little tiny piece of Becca, what's up? Like, what do you have to say? Because <laughs> um, you're hijacking right now. And so it's just an opportunity to 
really listen and get to know yourself more. I'm curious if you have ever done the, the practice of Vipassana meditation. Yes, I actually just, um, Vanessa is the one who recommended that uh, to me. And I did that a couple of months ago, actually. It was my first experience with it. And I loved it. It was so, do you want to explain the practice of Vipassana? <laughs> For those who don't know. Uh, well, I'll, I'll explain it a little bit. So Vipassana is taught typically in a 10-day silent meditation retreats. And it's taught a little bit each day. That you don't know why they do it that way until you do it. But that's why they do it. And the practice of it is really focusing in on very specific parts of your body. And then as you go through the days, you start scanning your entire body. And just before you go into it, I will say that I did it and it was, people would say, how was it? And I'd say it was the best thing I ever did. And it was the worst thing I ever did. It was both heaven and hell. There were days where I thought I could do this forever. And then there were days where I was like, when the fuck are we going to be done with this shit? Like it's, it's, it's very intense. Um, so I don't say that lightly, but what, what came up for me, which is why I brought this up was that we have this tendency because we're ignoring our feelings and we're not allowed to feel them. Then they try, the body tries to tell us what's going on when they're happening. And what happened for me was that I don't remember what day it was, day three, two, three, four, whatever, but I started feeling stabbing. It was as though someone had an ice pick in my skull, in my brain, and it was over and over and over and over. And I was like, and then I realized I had this pain when I was a teenager and I ignored it. And so the body stops communicating and I had to sit there and I had to say, what is this? And I don't remember now what it was, but there were a lot of things like that that came up. So tell me about your experience. Tell me. Well, when you said it was like the best thing and the worst thing, like I was, I came back and said that was simultaneously the easiest thing I've ever done and the hardest thing I've ever done. Like that was the way that I described it. So right on similar, uh, I had a, I didn't quite realize how connected it was to the, like the mind body connection really. So I was all jazzed up about it whenever, um, I was experiencing it. And it was interesting because, you know, you have to scan every single part and become aware of every single part. And if I, I would not have been ready for that prior to reconnecting with my body because I was, <laughs> I avoided my belly. Like, plague like I I didn't even touch it like and so the idea of having to mentally scan every inch of me like yeah fucking right I'm not doing that so there was this really beautiful like oh this is so sweet practice of just like paying attention to every crack every curve every nook and cranny like that in and of itself was such a beautiful beautiful thing um and same, I had days where I thought that I could stay meditating for days longer. Like, oh, this is the best feeling that I've ever experienced. I will stay here nine more hours. I don't care. Um, and then there were days, uh, I remember day nine was my hardest day. So it's a 10-day course, day nine. Uh, it felt like I was covered in ants. It felt like, and I, you know, you're still, you're not supposed to move or, um, react to that and oh my god like I my my sensations were itches and um what's interesting though is through my time similar to like that earlier conversation of beating yourself up when things aren't going like quote unquote right on those types of days I remember thinking like oh man like I can't focus today like I can't I'm not doing this right like I'm not I you know and so it's just so sneaky how that pattern comes up of um, convincing you that your experience is not, not good enough or not, not on par. <laughs> and, you know, I'd go to the teacher and say, this is my experience. And she's like, that's great. That's so great. You know, and like, she was very sweet. And <laughs> I, it was, it was almost expected that some, like, that some days you couldn't get, sit still and some days you were in this like deep trance. So it was, uh, there was a lot that came out of that, but, um, 
I highly recommend it. It was intense. It was intense, intense, but um, yeah. Well, and that's why, and that's what I learned at the end too, is that's why they don't allow you to talk to anybody during the course is that they don't want you comparing experiences. Yeah. Yeah. You're there to focus on your experience and it's not to be distracted by anyone else's. Um, Yeah. And it's, I mean, that is really terrifying. Like when you think about it to be with yourself, that's why people don't want to be single. That's why people like don't, uh, ever want to be by themselves because the shit is fucking there. Like those not great feelings, those feelings that are like hard to feel or uncomfortable to feel, that's where those are. And so in order to transform them and to heal them and to move through them, you have to be willing to express them. And there's not a judgment if you don't want to do that, but like there's so much juice on the other side. There's so much, so much (laughs) comes from that like work, quote unquote. Um, so it's not comfortable, but I recommend it. Do you think you'll do it again? Vipassana? Yeah. 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 It was a great, great, um, I'm sure that I, my experiences the next time will be very, very different. Right. Uh, It's such a powerful thing though. And, and I, when you said you're glad you did it at the point in your journey that you did. So I had not really connected into my body yet at all when I did Vipassana. And so it was very physically uncomfortable for me. So I highly recommend that if somebody feels called to do Vipassana, (laughs) work with Becca first. (laughs) Like, feel, you know, be able to work through that with someone before going into an environment of that stringency, that caliber, um, so that you, you just have some experience with that first. Yeah. There's so much, like, I, I get asked this question of like, what changed for you whenever you reconnected with your body in that way? And it's like, literally everything. And so like this conversation around Vipassana is like, oh yeah, I didn't even realize that that would, <laughs> yep, like that's a big deal to, like you would need that. And I, there are so many, I say like the sex, just the sex alone, <laughs> either with yourself or someone else is like the difference in that alone is is worth it. But there are like, I mean, there's a lot of benefits from reconnecting with your body. And I'm not the only one who does that work. Like I, it's, if someone feels disconnected to their body or doesn't love it or is like not on the same team as your body, I like, I can't recommend going through that process enough, whether that's with me or someone else, because it's so juicy and it is so beneficial. And it is such like, you just show up in a way that is totally fucking different. Like you were in your body all the time, anything that you were doing, (laughs) anything that you were doing, guess what? You're in your body. <laughs> so like, you're still when- alive. you're hearing us, you're still in your body. <laughs> so it's worth doing this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's incredibly transformative. Um, that's, I really struggled answering that like client question that you asked earlier, because I'm like, there's so much, like literally everything. I like, you just want me to <laughs> tell you, you know, it's, it's, um, I'm still finding ways every day that, that life is different. Um, it'll tell you everything you need to know. Well, and I love that. And it, to me, like once you really reconnect into your body in this way of complete self-acceptance, right? Full self-acceptance. This is where manifestation happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you literally like magnetize Mm -hmm. your being in a way that you cannot comprehend literally because you are showing up differently in the world. Everyone around you reacts differently to you. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe it other than that. I like feel that in my belly, like my belly just wanted to get so big, like, like there's so much power in what you just said, because like first everybody thinks that they can think out a manifestation 
if they can just think it. But like I said before, thinks or feels. So you have to feel it in your body. Like your body has to know whatever you want is here. And and a caveat to that is like, if you don't, if you think you're a piece of shit, if you don't think you're worthy, if you don't think you're deserving, hey, guess what? Like you're going to manifest exactly how you feel about yourself. Um, so it's kind of like this twofold of like, I always go like, uh, like this, uh, almost like a jump rope. I feel like this coming off my body. Like I'm sending this out with my whole body. Like my whole body is communicating this. And so whenever there's like that disconnect, when you can't feel what you want to bring in, it's going to stay in your head. It doesn't have the capacity to, to vibrate out and magnetize out. Um, and you can like, it's, this is, I love that I, it sounds so woo woo. It sounds so spiritual. And I'm like, no, like I go home and I watch fucking documentaries on the universe when I get like, I'm the biggest nerd in the world. And it's, so supported by science it's so supported by um the patterns of the universe and so it's really about like getting your body into the vibration into the frequency into the energy whatever the hell you want to call it of what you want and deserve um and by the way you deserve everything that you desire literally everything it's important (laughs) that you have it. (laughs) It's God desire. Um, yeah. So, and that's like, you can feel that when you walk up to someone like, Oh, they have good energy or like, Oh, I don't really want to be around them. Or, uh, like people talk about it as if it's real, but then like, don't want to believe that it's real. So (laughs) it's like, Hey guys, guess what? It's fucking real. (laughs) Guess what? We already know that like, I mean, if you go back to science class, like energy makes up everything. So why are we not understanding? Oh, yeah. that we oh, are yeah. energy too. And our emotions are energy and how we are in our body is energy. And, and what our thoughts are, uh, what our feelings are is energy. And it, and we do, we know whether somebody comes up in our space and we're uncomfortable and kind of taken aback, right? Mm-hmm. We know that, oh, that guy doesn't give me a good feeling that the guy doesn't have a good vibe, whatever that is, right? Um, it's yeah, exactly. And that's like, you trust your body, like your body. That's another thing that your body will fucking tell you (laughs) the vibrations of something. Yeah. It literally tells you everything. So drop in, feel in. And, uh, if it feels good, keep going. And when I say good, it's not like better or worse. I want to be clear, like, but desired, like, Oh, I like, I enjoy the way that feels. Um, I think sometimes that language of good, bad, right, wrong, positive, negative, like positive, negative, one is literally <laughs> higher than the other. And so that's just another way that we'll try and find our worth somewhere is like, I'm good because I felt this or I'm bad because I thought and felt that. Which is not true. Exactly. All feelings are sacred. All feelings are valid. And it's just honoring them and then moving towards something that you desire. It's not... Yeah. So I love it. I I saw you teach on that online a couple months ago and I was like, yes, (laughs) it's just whether it's wanted or not, like whether you desire it or not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Again, no shame in that. Yes. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah, and, And especially if you're, I mean, we do, no matter where you are in the like self-shaming process, like we as humans want to hang on to anything that takes us down that shaming road. And so the like subtle, I hear it in my clients like, Oh, I need to go do this or I have to go do that. It's like, no, you don't have to, you don't need to, you shouldn't. Uh, it's just a way that you, it's almost like keep making yourself wrong. If you don't do it, Oh, I got I need to go send this email. No, you don't. Do you want to, do you want, you know, like, it's really um, goes back to that desire and which really is like all about feeling good and loving on yourself and enjoying that. So that's kind of this, like, it always comes back to that. How do you feel like you deserve to feel? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So Becca has a Facebook group called whole body love. 
And you can find her at BeccaKuntz.com. And of course, all of those links will be in the bottom, you know, in whatever description, wherever you find us, whether it's YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, and you can definitely follow Becca. Where can they people follow you on Facebook and Instagram? Yeah, so Becca Kuntz, uh, really both on Facebook and Instagram, um, or Whole Love with Becca. Mm-hmm. I think on Instagram it's Whole Love with BK, uh, but Facebook is Whole Love with Becca. Yeah. And so just to spell it out for anyone who's listening and not watching us and not able to see it, it's B-E-C-C-A, that's Becca, and then K-U-N-C-E, Kuntz, her last name. So Becca, I really appreciate having this conversation with you. It has been so fun and energizing for me, and I know life-changing for someone who's hearing this. Yes, I love your dancing. Okay, if y'all are not watching the video cast on YouTube, I'm sorry. I cannot like explain how fun it is to watch us, but, <laughs> but if you found us somewhere else, we are on YouTube <laughs> under the Divine Feminine Leaders podcast. But yeah, this has been really enlightening. Um, it's been super fun to chat with you, to talk about your work, to because I've lived this work myself in, in certain ways, not the same way we all experience it differently. Um, but I really appreciate because I feel like it's more important for women to know that their body is whole and perfect and complete no matter how it looks. Yeah. Thank you. So this is Celeste Hartwell with the Divine Feminine Leaders podcast. And we have a feminine view of entrepreneurship for women by women. And we want you to love your body, to listen to your body, to really feel into what it's trying to communicate with you on a daily basis and be super empowered. And we thank Becca so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Bye, Celeste. Bye.